breaking news from The Athletic. Hi, everybody. My name is Jeff Gluck, and I'm along with my coworker, Jordan Bianchi. We are the motorsports writers here at The Athletic, and we are reacting to the Daytona 500. Lots to talk about after a crazy race at Daytona. We are at Daytona International Speedway. As we start recording this, it is 3.47 a.m. on Monday morning. Good How about morning? that, Jordan? Do we say good morning? Do we say good, good night? morning? <laughs> yes, for sure. Good morning. Uh, I'm not, uh, I'm still sort of running on adrenaline here. It's starting to, I'm probably going to get tired here by the end of this podcast. Maybe, maybe Cranky Jeff will come out by the end of the podcast. But right now, no, um, still excited to be here. Uh, just, we just finished writing our stories, our post-race stories, yeah. uh, about, Michael McDowell winning the Daytona 500. What? I don't know about you. I wasn't surprised. <laughs> That's okay. Now, now, okay. You guys, you guys, this is un- unreal. Okay. Jordan, you would think he's kidding that he wasn't surprised, right? But he was not kidding because we did these, uh, we did this article uh, beforehand about, uh, you know, because the athletic has a partnership now with that MGM. So they said, why don't you guys do some suggested bets? Look up the bets on bet MGM and see what bets you guys would think are you recommend. So we recommended, oh, you know, some sure bets, easy money, you know, this stuff to do. I don't think any of those probably happen. Like Ryan Blaney gets a top five or something. I had Austin Dillon in the top five too, by the way. Oh, there you go. <laughs> but this is what Jordan had in this article, okay? Jordan's long shot bet, Michael McDowell wins the Daytona 500. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, you said Front Row Motorsports puts a lot of emphasis on its super speedway program, and Michael McDowell has shown a knack for scoring good results in these types of races. Add these two factors together, and there is reason to believe McDowell will find himself up front on Sunday. And if you're in the mix late at Daytona, anything can happen. <laughs> wow, that's pretty good, Jordan. I had a friend of mine actually put some money down because he read that. Um, he's a little bit of a degenerate gambler, but you know, that's okay. But, I mean, in all seriousness... Um, McDowell's really good in these races, and it's, he's he's one of those guys that just kind of overlooked. I mean, was it 2018? He and Logano were in the mix late with Hamlin, and so I mean, he's just good in these races. And Front Row is really good in these races. They've won at Talladega before. They've won here a couple, almost won here a couple times. So, I mean, they're just these are the places that teams like Front Row know if they put a little bit of work on, they have a chance. And it's hard to get wins. We understand that. But you keep putting yourself in position. Eventually, things kind of come your way, and, and eventually, and tonight it did. Well, and that's why you know I, I think this is certainly an upset, right? Oh, absolutely. But it's not it's not a shocking stunner. No, um, it's not like Trevor Bain, not even close, uh, or Darren not, Cope or something like not that. Not even close. No, because um, like you said, I mean, for all the reasons you said, I mean, he, this is a guy who's been in contention. We we mentioned him as a dark horse, you know, kind of thing. Um, now, would I have actually put? you know, a significant amount of money down to like win it. You know, I might've said, oh, okay, I'll put him in the top 10 or put him in the top five or something. Um, but you know, he'd never won a cup race at all in 371 starts or whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and gets it done. Now this is really interesting to me because, um, well, I, I don't know where we should start with this. First of all, you know, if anybody's listening to this, you're really going to have to forgive us here. We're, uh, we're running on fumes, but um, why don't why don't we just start at the beginning of this day yeah. and we'll just kind of go through it because this is a lot happened today. I, I don't think you can dissect the end of the race because the way this race played out was impacted, I think, significantly yes. by what happened on lap 14, 15 there. A hundred percent, a hundred percent that. And it, you know, something that happened seven hours before the end of stage one. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, you know what? Hang on. What time is it right now? 
Um, well, so three fifty. So the race was going on about twelve hours. Twelve hours ago, the race was going. Well, and on. What what time did we get to the the track today? Eight, uh, eight something. You right? got here a little eight bit before or, I did. Yeah, eight thirty or nine. Yeah, right around there. So this is going to be. I mean, this is going to be close to a twenty hour day by the time we're out. Two thousand fourteen right? Daytona five hundred uh, is my record. I didn't leave here until like five thirty in the morning. That's yeah. I think there's a good chance we could see the sun st- sun come up by the time I edit this podcast. It's like being with the Rolex all over again. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So anyway, back to the uh, the point hands. Hey, I told you guys we we're going to be a little bit punch drunk here. Um, so yes, we show up. Uh, the the sun is shining. Yay! Then uh, you know, it looked like oh, it's not going to rain after all. We've avoided it. Beautiful day. Nice forecast. Sunny. Oh, sunny. Warm. Yeah. Hot. Yes, it was hot. We, we were, were like, watching inspection. We were like yeah. sweating. We were watching inspection. We thought the big story of the day was Bubba Wallace having to go to the back. Turned out that was quite lucky for Bubba Wallace. It, it was, yes. Because um, on lap 14, when the race starts, um, the big one hit yeah. early. A lot early, of aggressiveness early. early. A lot of guys jockeying around. I don't know if they thought weather was coming and you know this race wasn't going to get past halfway, but that was really aggressive. I think aggressive. they were just really anxious to race That's or probably whatever. that too. And, and you know... Yeah, anyway, Christopher Bell just made a mistake. I mean, he doesn't have a ton of experience in these cars. He was running up front, made a mistake, and uh, set off a whole chain reaction. Almirola and Bowman and Blaney and all these really Byron. good cars. I mean, yeah, like you said, yeah. guys who really, we all thought were going to be in the mix, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my pick was Almirola. I thought I had Your Blaney. Your pick was Blaney. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we we're taken out like like that. Um, and And like you said, so then the rain comes, first of all, like, Oh my gosh, that was, I really thought it was going to get rained out. And you're just like, why is it such a late start time? This race could have been over by now and it's just getting started. And just for the second straight year, because I think last year's Daytona 500 got like 19 laps in, um, and then it got rained out to Monday. And then this one had 14 or 15 and you're like, great, just great. But anyway, um, it, by the way, I was pretty sure i think they were pretty close to calling it uh around 7 30 p.m my understanding was and i was talking to a few people about this i i mean yeah they were close to <laughs> they calling were it. they were close calling it twice my understanding is at least once for sure around 7 7 30 somewhere in there eight o'clock and then yeah but that that uh they were showing a replay of the clash it ran long, it I think. It was going long, and I think that kind of gave them enough time to say, you know what, we're actually making a little bit of progress here. Why don't we see how far we can go? And the go? rain, it stopped. But it looked like there was more rain coming, it and it somehow didn't affect it or kind of just went around us or dissipated or whatever at night. And so anyway, they end up um, restarting the race. But as we all know, I'm sure you guys all watched Daytona 500. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. From that point on, it was pretty much a single file parade for the most part. And yeah. as you as you referred to earlier, I think that, I mean, from what the driver said, from what we think, you know, there, there's a couple reasons, right? So first of all, this package is outstanding. This super speedway mm-hmm. package is outstanding. But you really have to have enough uh, cars to have the energy to make both lines work. And when you take out that many good cars, um, I, you're not really going to be able to have enough help to form, mm-hmm. you know, cause everybody can just, you only have 20 cars out there. They can all run up against the wall. And then you saw it was one of those races where every time somebody tried to make a move, okay, I'm going to do something here. They, they couldn't get help or they'd fall back. It just didn't work. But second of all, I think 
in in addition to not not having enough momentum with the with the lines and enough energy in the field, I think them seeing that people were racing too hard early, they're like, we don't need to do this. There, again. There's no point, and yeah. there wasn't. And I mean, it makes sense. Just you know, a lot of these guys are out on the sidelines. I mean, there was 11, 12 cars out of the race pretty much from the drop. Just get to the last 30, 40 laps, put yourself in a decent position, and then we'll make a move. And that's kind of what unfolded and then you had the interesting pit exchange there late because denny hamlin took control of the race and let you know one stage one one stage two and really i mean led far and away dominated this race 98 laps i think yeah and there was a couple times he was challenged bubba wallace had a good, good opportunity there at the end of stage two but just like smear was content but then the toyota cars were really in control of this thing they were running one two three i think they're running top three and maybe even top four and then that pit strategy, though, where the Ford drivers pitted well before the Toyota guys, and then as things shuffled out, they were able to hop ahead of them, and that changed everything. Well, the Toyota drivers didn't come off pit, pit road, road together. together. They were separated. And then by the time that pack caught them, there was nothing. They, I mean, they just went through them. And like, that comes down to numbers because there's only mm -hmm. five Toyotas in this race, and Martin Truex Jr. was sidelined pretty early. And at that time, Ted Bell... I think Bell had already been damaged a little bit, so he had fallen kind of back a little bit too. So they just didn't have the numbers. Yeah, and and really that's a, that was a, a race losing thing for Hamlin right there because Hamlin toward the end ends up getting close. I think he ends up finishing uh, fifth. Yep. And you know so you know he he was four four spots short of a three peat, but um, unfortunately for him, I mean that was it. Really wasn't anything he did wrong. It you just know, worked it out. Just was a I, and I think we're all banking on the same thing is everybody I think was thinking there's going to be a rash of cautions. There's this is how these races tend to play out at Daytona Talladega is you get one caution, then you get another caution, then you probably get another one and we didn't get that. And it just ran green until the final, you know, corner. Yeah. I mean I haven't I haven't gone back and looked, but now that you say that, I mean, was was all of stage three green? The entire uh, stage three? I, I'm not sure, but it, I feel like it was, it obviously was long because they had an entire green flag run. Yeah, yeah, I think it might have been the entire last stage of the race was green. Wow. I believe it was. Don't yeah. hold me to that, but I believe it was. Um, anyway, we might we might be forgetting one incident, but yeah, you get the point. I mean, it, it is very rare to see a, a Daytona 500 play out like that, though. Um, you know, sometimes we've we've seen in the past like oh there's a chance it could play out like this and then the whole you know caution comes out and the whole strategy gets jumbled up and and everybody's bunched up again then there's a bunch of wrecks and all this stuff but it was really interesting and then you know obviously you're you're waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting for somebody to make a move and you're just like you know is anybody going to jump out of line but i'll tell you what was really interesting jordan is that michael mcdowell said his he he was thinking about this whole thing through right and he said i'm going to push brad keselowski i'm going to get on his back bumper and no matter where he goes i'm going to go because he said i know keselowski's not going to jump out of line you know with three to go or something he's like i i know he's gonna he's gonna try to win this race himself and so he was like i'm gonna be on his back bumper now i've seen some people on twitter talk about they think um mcdowell pushed Keselowski, got him out of shape, and then that's why Keselowski hit Logano. I don't think that's true. I've seen some angles, uh, multiple angles. Uh, I, I don't think that Ke that McDowell caused the Keselowski-Logano incident. Um, I think that, in fact, McDowell said they got disconnected right before mm -hmm. that, that he had pushed Keselowski out, um, but they briefly got disconnected. And that actually, by 
them getting disconnected when the when the wreck happened that allowed him to sail through without getting involved in himself but i think what happened there was just i mean and tell me your interpretation of this jordan but to me you know logano's leading Kozlowski comes with a huge run and Logano at the last second. It wasn't even a stupid block, I don't think. It like wasn't a, like an aggressive it, block. No, it was a very subtle block. Yeah, too. he just kind of tried to shift down and it was just slightly too late. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's a racing deal. It's just it's one a, of those it, last lap things, yeah. just like Almarola and Dylan. Yeah. I was really curious how Keselowski was going to play that because we know Keselowski wants to win this race. He's never won it before. It's the one crown jewel race he's never won. But it's your teammate. How aggressive are you going to be in this situation? Because if anything you do could hurt you and him, and then all of a sudden Penske's not winning this race. So I was really interested to see. And it looked like for a good chunk of it, it looked like Keselowski was kind of content to, to ride there. And then he got a run on the backstretch. And then... I don't think... He, well, I think he was just waiting. I think yeah. he was just waiting. I, you know, that, in yeah. retrospect, yeah. that's what he was doing. But at the time, as things were unfolding, you're watching this going, wait a second, is he, you know, is he going to play wingman here? And he, and he didn't. Well, if you, you know, when you watch these races and it, it, it makes sense that nobody, you know, the white flag, you know, I'm typing on, on Twitter, like, okay, they just took the white and still nobody's made a move yet. Right. I mean, and that, that's really what happens because if you make a move, even with two to go and you jump out of line, yeah. you're going to the back. Nobody will go with you. We, in these single file train situations, yeah, especially, I was going to say, especially today when you've got everybody running single file, we saw it many yeah. times. Chase Elliott tried to make moves early. Bubba Wallace tried to make moves late and he ended up getting shuffled back. So, and we hadn't seen one of these train races for a couple of years because yeah. this package has been so good. They can race side by side. And these races have been phenomenal. So that was, that was a letdown obviously that, you know, we didn't, we didn't get to see that, but you know, going back to it, just, that first wreck changed so much of this race. Um, it, it just, the whole dynamic just shifted. And I just think I don't, you know, the drivers themselves were sort of wondering out loud, like how come we didn't go or how come nobody wanted to make a move? But that's just, that that's the nature of these races. And, and you could tell that there was going to be a scramble on the last lap and they were probably going to wreck and there's probably going to be a caution. I think I tweeted that, <laughs> you know, a couple laps before it happened. Like that, it just, We've seen this enough times. It was very, yeah. it, the ending was very predictable in a way that something's crazy is going to happen. There's going to be a violent wreck. They're going to not make it to the finish. This was an especially violent wreck, too. That was, I mean, scary. That was, that was there really was a scary. moment there where I was kind of having flashbacks to last year a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I was like, oh man, because Kozlowski might be in trouble here. Yeah, because his wheel came off. He like went up and he hit got the airborne. Fireball. He went, yeah. he got airborne. Got and then there was the fireball, and it was then he got hit a couple times afterwards, and not the same impact as as Newman last year, but just everything like involved. Kyle Busch and Cedric yeah, were in there. Uh, and, yeah, I think uh, Wallace made hit him too at the end, but it was just it was a bad wreck, and it was yeah. it was a pause there. It was like, oh man, like. Yeah. And then Kyle Busch didn't get out right away either yeah. for a second. He got dinged up. I think I saw a comment. He got dinged up. He's fine. He got cleared from the medical center, but he did get dinged up too. But that was a that was a very vicious crash. Yeah, yeah. That was whew, that was scary. But I you know that's these that's these races. And I obviously you guys know who've listened for a while. I go back and forth on these, right? Like sometimes I get all been out of shape about uh, super speedway races and say, what are we doing here? You know, I'm going to kill somebody and all this stuff. And then sometimes it's like, you know what? I just accept that that's the, the nature of it. Um, and I'm kind of on the accept that's the nature of it now. I mean, everybody knows what they're getting into, you know. Uh, thankfully, these cars continue to show they're, they're safe. I mean, Brad Kozlowski, instead of going to the hospital, gets out and chucks his helmet 
at the car and I mean these guys are walk away and it's it's uh, it seems miraculous and and hard to believe what you've just seen with your own eyes but it keeps happening I mean Ryan Newman we were doing this podcast a year ago and and grim and thinking man you know we don't even know if he's gonna ever speak again or something or you know his condition and he was you know up there running up front before he got caught up in the first big wreck but you know it's like that's that was kind of crazy stuff like wow a year later this it's just anyway i guess i'm just sort of accepting that the cars are safe enough that you can sort of put up with the risk as crazy that sounds i mean i hate to say that jinx something but you know it's an argument that you know, it's been had done many times and, you know, how are you going to change this kind of racing? And I think you really, the only thing you can do to change this kind of racing is, well, I guess two things is one is do something with the engines and, you know, throttle response and that kind of thing, but that's just not going to happen. The second thing is, is change the tracks themselves. And that again is not going to happen. So you just kind of have to shrug your shoulders and just say it is what it is. Thankfully, you know, a few years ago, there was a rash of cars really getting airborne, you know, into the fence and just these really massive wrecks where you thought, oof, you know, that that isn't really the case anymore, thankfully. So it is. I mean, it is. It's just it is a byproduct of this racing and this racing isn't going to change. Yeah. Well, um, the result, the end result is Michael McDowell, Daytona 500 champion. He drives through the wreck. Uh, he said. He, you know, the wreck, you know, Logano and, and Kozlowski clear in front of him and he sees the opening and then he sees Chase Elliott start to come up and he said as quickly as he could, he got up in front of Chase Elliott um, to stall his momentum. Just enough because just that enough. light just flipped on just as he was doing that because if that would have gone another three seconds, Chase Elliott wins this race. Yeah, yeah. And so it worked out. I mean, I, you know, again, you'd say shocking, but. I don't think it's, I mean, it's not, it's, it's an upset, but it's not an upset. Um, he's good in these races. Front row is, is good at building these kind of cars and, and Ford puts a lot of commitment from top to bottom in these kind of races. And they put a lot of emphasis on working together that we saw today. And there's a reason why they continually do well in these things. So I, I think it's a bigger story is what this means for front row. And the fact that this is a team that we've talked about is had, some issues finding sponsorship they they lost you know john hunter nemechek left the team and that put a hole in them with sponsorship matt tift a couple of years ago with his health issues that put a big dent in the and on their side too and they've they've had some ups and downs and there's some questions about their viability going forward and all of a sudden they win the daytona 500 and michael mcdowell's in the playoffs yeah i mean we don't we don't see winnings anymore right but no. we know you know the daytona 500 you would think pays a couple million yeah I would think. Yeah, for sure. Um, so that's huge, first of all. Um, second of all, the the points fund playoff money at the mm -hmm. end of the year. I mean, he's guaranteed. I mean, now you assume, you know, I guess not guaranteed. You assume he's going to finish top 30 in points, and which I think, you know, he finished 23rd in points last year. Yeah. Um, so I think he's going to be fine. He's going to finish in the top 30 in points, and I don't think there's going to be more than 16 winners personally. Um, you know, that, yeah. it's very, unlikely, agree that. very unlikely, uh, there's, there's parody, but there's not that much parody. So I, I can't see that. So I think he's, we can safely say he's in the playoffs and the fact that he's going to guarantee finish top 16, that's another huge boost, mm -hmm. like you said, to front row. So, um, it'd be very interesting, you know, and this is something we, 
we talked about, you know, before the season a little bit, but, you know, the teams that were going to build new cars for the playoffs or just run stuff out with this, the current generation car, you would think, you know, front row of all people just be like, yeah, we'll just use our old cars. Yeah, we're, we're looking ahead to 2022. We're not yeah. going to be buying resources, or, you know, all right. this Right, and now equipment. it's like, oh, well, wait a minute. <laughs> now we got to change our inventory a little bit. You yeah. start thinking about the fact that there's Talladega and the Roval in the playoffs in round two. Those are two tracks where McDowell's pretty good at, so... Well, and here's the thing. Here's the thing you have to think about, right? It's not just a, about, okay, you know, can McDowell make it out of the first round? That'll be something that we all talk about. Oh, can he get to the second round or something like that, right? But that doesn't matter, ultimately. You know what I mean? Because only the final four are locked in on points. And everybody else who's eliminated from the playoffs can get anywhere. You know, they get up mm-hmm. to fifth in points. So... When you say, okay, Talladega and Roval, we say, you know, listeners might say, well, that's not, it doesn't matter because those aren't in the first round. No, not necessarily that because he can get the points out of those, mm-hmm. you know? So those are, they, they'll be looking to get as high as they can because those are the money difference when you get up higher in the points is pretty significant. So if he can even get, you know, 12th in points versus 16th in points, I think that's pretty significant. I mean, considering how much sponsorship matters to them and stuff. So, um, this is a big, I mean, this is really significant the, and the ramifications is are fascinating because, you know, we, we did our playoff predictions earlier this well, week. We're already wrong. I was getting, well, we yeah. are, we already wrong. We only differed on one guy. I had Tyler Reddick in and you had Kurt Busch. Kurt, I, yeah, you're right. Kurt Busch. And it seemed kind of clear cut. And now this is, you know, you kind of start thinking like, who's going to make, you know, who, how does this impact? Who does this impact? Who well, misses yeah, we, out? we at least, at the very least, know the 16th place guy in points is yeah. out, and it'll probably—I'm sure—it'll move up for sure. More, there's going to be more upsets, road courses, um, you know, a dirt track. I mean, there's there's going to be wild stuff, right? Um, two more super speedways before the playoffs. Mm-hmm. There's there's a lot. Uh, this is going to be a very very interesting year, I think. Um, so we'll just we'll just see. I I I I still. I really can't picture there being more than 16 winners though. That just is so unlikely with the amount of parity that yeah. Yeah, or sorry, with the with the lack of parity with the top teams, I should say. Um, you know, when you have a guy like Kevin Harvick win 9 races in a year and Denny Hamlin and you know, those guys hog a lot of wins. So but it's there's definitely a chance. I mean, Michael McDowell could win another road course or oh, something. Oh, that's the inter- we we've talked about this in a round table we did a few weeks ago. Uh, when Front Row kind of fl- finalized its driver lineup for this year with with Anthony Alfredo, and I made the point of, you know, Chicago, Michigan tracks that Front Row is really at a competitive disadvantage at are are being reduced. Those those intermediate tracks where they're just not competitive, and you're adding more road courses. Well, that's Michael McDowell's wheelhouse, and yeah. you can just get good finishes there. Not even you have to finish top ten, just top fifteen. You're, you know, you start adding up points. He's, he's got a chance here to do some things, and you never know. Well, and and you know, you can even go for like some stage wins. Yeah, and be aggressive now, and you know, get some playoff points. I mean, we had guys, uh, we saw people make the playoffs who had zero playoff points, right? You know what I mean? And so we know McDowell has at least five now <laughs> already. So it's yeah, it, there's a lot of layers to this. It's it's very interesting. Um, so Jordan, 
I, I don't know if, if you want to roll into this already, but, um, you know, how, how are people going to view this race? How are people going to vote in the was it a good race poll? Because I think it's an overall negative yeah. sentiment, but I don't think it'll be like below 50 percent or anything. Um, by the way, I, I did win the first. Congratulations race. to you. Thank that you. Is Awesome. Your new I attitude so is just so wonderful. Happy for you. It I makes know. me want to punch you right in the face. Wow, this fake so attitude. So violent. Yes. Wow. Well, I mean, I worry about you. Anyway, um, like, but I think you make a good point. I mean, the the rain was the delay five hours and change. That's tough. A lot of single file racing. I think know. the single file really did it for people. You know, yeah. especially the people waited out the rain delay and they get back and they just see these guys running up, up against the wall. And then even late in the race yeah. until the last, like literally the last lap. <laughs> the last corner of the last lap almost. Yeah, I mean, you're you're not making a move. And I think people just don't feel the payoff is there. And then it doesn't even finish under green, right? So, you know, it's people are, this is obviously not, not the best Daytona 500. Um I'm I'm happy they got it in, but I wasn't but. actually displeased watching it. I thought it was a fascinating watch because I love the strategy element. I love the the dynamics of when to pit, how do you pit. I thought it was good. I thought the the action was actually pretty good because there were some moments there you're like, whoa, this is you know this is tense. So I, I I personally don't think it was a bad race. Was it the most exciting Daytona 500 ever? No, but they're not all going to be. Um, and I was actually remark. I was really impressed with what Denny Hamlin did, like him being able to dominate like this and this kind of racing. Yeah. That's a testament to his ability. And I think you, you know, unfortunately it's probably not going to get recognized, but gosh, was it, was it maybe the stage three restart where Dylan, I think was leading or something and Hamlin just went up and just passed him completely on his own. Like yeah. came up behind him, got a draft off him, side drafted off him. And just went around him and just sailed away, and it was just like, oh, how does he do this? It's that's really, he, he's truly talented at these mm-hmm. tracks. It's pretty yeah. crazy. And we talked about last week, but there's just there's these group of guys: Logano's in that mix, McDowell's in this mix, Keslowski. There's a reason they continually run up front in these races. They're just good at it. And I throw Bubba Wallace in that mix too, because we're starting to see it more out of him now too in these races. Um, finished second 2018 in the 2018 Daytona 500. Finished fifth last year at Daytona in the, in the the summer race. He's starting to really do well, and he had a really good shot tonight too. And there was a time there I was like, it looked like he he might be a player. And if he was up front, you know he was going to be aggressive. So how do you, how do you want to do this on the Was It a Good Race poll? Uh, we had a I, and I can't I didn't get their Twitter name down, but they had uh, tweeted and and they said you know. What you should do is you should have the person who won the poll uh, go first and name a number, and then the other person guesses over or under yeah. each week. But you, you uh, whatever s- you want to do, I'm just excited. Oh. Uh, any modifications gosh. or tweaks we can do to this to to make this funner? I mean, is oh it, is, I don't know gosh. if it could it be any more funner, but I'm just I'm just along for the ride and so happy to participate in this with you. You know, our listeners know you well. Jordan, they know you better than this. They know you're being a total phony about this. So don't even try to pass this off as you you love. I mean, it's just, oh, just disgusting. Anyway, all right. Well, I'm just going to guess a number then. Perfect. Uh, I think I'm going to say, I don't know why. I think I'm, for some reason, the number that jumps out is 68%. Gosh, that almost feels slow. But no, I I don't know. I, I think it's. I'm feeling like it's going to be in the 60s for some reason. I'm going to say 68%. That's a, You're cringing. That's a really good guess, Jeff, and I'm glad that you I'm 
Congratulations on picking a great number. Damn it. Um, I was going to pick 68 or right around there. Um, Were you really? Yeah, I was thinking that. Okay, so this is... No, no, I'm actually thinking about this now. I'm going to go... I'm gonna go 71. I don't know why. It just sounds great. So, but it's okay. If I lose, I lose. No big deal. We always got next week. Well, let's say 71. All right. So 71 for you, 68 for me. Um, well, it's gonna be interesting from here on out, Jordan, because um, you are staying down here. Um, yep. Daytona Road Course next week. Daytona Road Course. That'll be interesting. Uh, I need to get back home now, like <laughs> in a few hours, because uh, we could have baby coming anytime in the next have fun with that month here i mean it's going to be next month but you know our first baby came three weeks early so uh you i'm just like i feel like it, it could be any time so i won't see you again for quite a long time yeah i don't know we were kind of talking I mean, about that who knows when yeah i mean it was it was this last time was a year uh hopefully it won't be that long Hopefully we'll all be next time I see you. Hopefully we'll all be vaccinated and be back to normal in a normal world or something. But uh, yeah, just for our just for our listeners uh, who want to know the plan, I guess. I mean, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna be gone for on on parental leave coming up when the baby comes. So I don't know what we're gonna do with the podcast, but I won't be on it. All I know so. is it's gonna be a month straight of me winning the poll. <laughs> <laughs> are you gonna ask your ask yourself to guess and then i'm gonna me. win regardless baby <laughs> four straight wins for this guy what if there's a guest host they're not allowed to vote oh okay 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 gotcha well man i mean i i i feel like there's you know we've been talking for a half hour but i don't know i'm i'm so loopy at this point now it's after uh mcdowell did clear inspection by the way 415 oh that's good that's good boy <laughs> can you imagine if we had checked our phones and and it was like oh mcdowell failed inspection i would have said something yeah, this this little, this he, we got the email like, a little bit ago but he did pass woo, woo. uh well that's that's a relief for <sighs> for us not having to redo this i say i was gonna say something too is i was in the garage or not in the garage because we don't get to go in the garage but mm-hmm. i was overlooking the garage and the dynamic and the penske you had Cindric's car, you had Logano's car, and you had Keslowski's car. All three of them wrecked on that last corner. Wow. And, and Blaney wrecked earlier. And Blaney and wrecked Benedetto earlier. wrecked earlier. That's good. Oh, wow. Wow. Oof. Um, and, and Brad's frustrated. I mean, Brad was frustrated. I mean, he, this is a race he's never won before, and you could – you know, you could tell in his voice, and I caught him for like a quick second. We had a quick exchange, and oh, really? Yeah, I mean, he was. Is that what you put in your article? Yeah, I mean, it was just it was literally like a quick high bye kind of thing. And but he, he was he was nice, but he was you could tell like the you know he was frustrated, and it was and Logano. The one thing I learned too, or I saw was just Logano just kept staring at his car. Like it was almost like he was kind of processing like everything that happened and like kind of how it like all went from. I might win the Daytona 500 again, or maybe I'm going to finish, you know, top five mm-hmm. to I'm sitting here, my car's wrecked and my teammate may or may not be mad at me. And I don't, you know, that's going to be interesting to see. Those guys have an interesting dynamic because yeah. it seems like they're friends and they hang out at times, but then there's like, it seems like tension at times because they, they run into each other at times. So, yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, Joey's been very open. Like Brad was very instrumental in getting him over to team Penske. It was, if I'm not mistaken, it was Keselowski went to Roger and management and said, Hey, this is a guy we need. If we want stability with the 22 team, 
this is the guy you got to bring in. And they did. And, you know, Joey, look what Joey's at. Um, but they're both aggressive drivers. They're both willing to kind of accept the consequences for those being aggressive. And they're in, yeah, it's, it's interesting to see. And I think they're, and it's, it's one of the few teams in the garage too, where there's no clear one, you know, this isn't a Stuart Haas where it's Kevin Harvick. Mm-hmm. This isn't mm-hmm. even a, a Hendrick where I think it's fair to say, I mean, even with Kyle Larson, there, I think Chase is, Chase is the defending champion. I mean, you know, and this is, it's, it's one A and one B. It's not a, and I don't know who the one A is. Yeah. It's a really good point. It's a really interesting point. So, yeah, if you guys, uh, man, we, we really tried hard uh, this Speed Weeks on The Athletic. I got to tell you guys, we'd love for you to subscribe if you don't already. That would mean a lot to us because we, we, wrote, we wrote our butts off, I guess. Um, I'm most proud of my uh, Mike Helton profile, uh, and Jordan's most proud of his um, piece for 20 years after Dale Sr.'s death where he talked to all the reporters who were there that day um really good 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 piece that i recommend you check out um and then uh you have a sidebar on on penske from tonight and then i wrote uh, a little analysis of uh michael mcdowell and looking back at his career and all the sort of struggles he's been through and um you know just you know he's he's a journeyman guy who's had to grind you know so mm-hmm. I, I wrote about that so check out our stuff, and of course we have lots more to come. Um, and I'm sure you guys have noticed here in your podcast feed on the teardown, uh, the 12 questions popped in with Joey Logano last week, and I hope you enjoyed that. Um, I'm excited to tell you that I taped three more 12 questions in person here in Daytona. So I'm going to be rolling those out over the next three weeks. They are with uh, Chase Briscoe, Corey LaJoy, and Tyler Reddick. And, um, man, I had fun talking to those guys. You're almost giddy to talk to people in person again. You know what I mean? You're just like, oh, my gosh. And we did it, I could have to tell you, I mean, totally safely, socially distanced, masked. I have a long microphone cord. Gave them hand sanitizer even after they touched the microphone. So um, There'll be no complaints? Well, I don't know about complaints. But um, anyway, so... Uh, <laughs> I was told I was told maybe I shouldn't do that again. So I was it was a recommendation. No, I thought that was through the fence, right? Huh? Don't no, know the fence or the you can't do it in the garage either. Or? Yes, don't 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 do any in person stuff. Is what I was recommended. But uh, you know, no problem with that because I don't think we're going to have this access again for for a while. A while. You know, uh, we're this we, we've been in the fan zone in the infield here. NASCAR is not going to be able to do that. This was an exception. Uh, yeah. You know, now they're going to go to a lot of one-day shows, and it's going to be like how last year was, where there's no reason for for the media to be down there for drivers to come in for a while. So no complaints. Uh, there, there won't be uh, there won't be this anyway for a while. But I stocked up uh, before I got the good list of questions too. Put on that. Thank you, thank you. I, I'm I'm optimistic about it this year. So anyway, um, you know what, Jordan? It's uh, getting toward sunrise time, probably. So uh, we're going to wrap this up here, but thank you guys for, for listening and thank you for all your support. Um, we really do appreciate you and uh, everyone who listens here. So, um, man, I guess uh, you'll, you'll be here right in the media. Oh, no, not in the media center, but nope. somewhere at this track property up in the press box or something. Uh, next week when we talk about Daytona road course and I'll be back in Colorado, hopefully not with a second kid yet. 
So hopefully everything will just be normal. Thanks for joining our breaking news coverage. Go to The Athletic's new headline section for much more on this story. To get access to all of The Athletic's great sports content, visit theathletic.com slash headline pod, where you can find our latest subscription offer, which is just $3.99 per month.